0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And we're back on inside black and gold. I'm Jeff Nowak coming at you solo. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you don't follow us on YouTube already, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring the bell, whatever, whatever it is. However, it works, I don't know. I'd have to look. But make sure to do that. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Uh, Let me know what you want to see. We're going to be coming at you with a lot of off-season pods, so there will be have to be a lot more. I don't know, kind of segments that we plan ahead. There's no, there isn't going to be a ton of news to react to in the off So we're going to be doing mock drafts. We're going to be doing rankings, you know, free agency stuff. So if there's anything in particular you want us to answer, questions you want us to dive into, make sure to hit me up. Let me know. All suggestions are good suggestions. Um, This segment, we're going to be talking about the offensive coordinator. As everyone knows by now, Pete Carmichael was fired. He'd been in that role for 18 years. You know, and and that's an emotional thing. So, you know, I I understand why, you know, it wasn't 24 hours after the season. You're already firing the guy. They took their time. They ended up taking a week effectively and, and, and then obviously that move was made along with Cody Burns, Bob Bicknell, Joel Thomas is now going to be the Giants running backs coach. So That's four openings that the Saints have to fill. And, you know, I, I think one, one reason that I'm okay, like this team is going to be very methodical about their approach, right? They're going to interview, they're going to come up with a pool of candidates and they're going to... Uh, make the right decision, or at least what they think is the right decision. And what I'll say is, you can take as much time as you want. That decision, at the end of the day, it has to be right. You know, like, I don't care when it happens, but it has to be the right decision. Because in this situation, you have such little runway to acclimate, right? Like, typically, if this was last year, you'd say, okay, first-year offense coordinator, or first-year quarterback in the room. Like, there's going to be some some learning and this and that and whatever. And you can survive it as long as, as long as the results are are palatable, which I think toward the end of the season really kind of made it that way. There's a lot of, a lot of sugar being poured on top of that, whatever you want to call it, uh, that gruel of a season. You don't have that this year, you know, which whatever offensive coordinator you bring in is going to know that, you know, if things don't go well right away, it's going to get loud and there's going to be a lot of criticism because you're attached to Dennis Allen because because that, that that's that's where you are and so that makes things a little difficult in my opinion and that's why I you know Lance Moore was on WWL this week and I, I really uh, I thought he made some really good points relative to Pete Carmichael and and this whole situation and and Pete kind of falling on the sword here to some extent to 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 and being represented as kind of the the fix all of of this situation, even though, you know, I'm not sure that was necessarily the biggest issue. So here's what here's what Lance had to say. Uh, Lance, uh, look, you are part of one of the most uh, prolific offenses, and uh, when you do it well over a handful of seasons, and uh, he was here 18 years, so I'm primarily looking at uh, you're a part of uh, an offense that if you're not the best, uh, you're top three, or you're amongst the best. But when I look at Sean Payton and Drew Brees, what do you think that they think of Pete Carmichael and his contribution? I know we had that uh, that uh, the pickleball tournament, and Drew Brees is saying, "Hey, let me tell you, uh, Pete Carmichael knows what the hell he's doing." Just break that all down, and when you look at it, what you observe as being a, a, a part of that offense—that uh, how uh, Pete communicated with Sean and Drew.
0: Well, I mean, look, it's it's unfair. Of me to compare, you know the the great Saints offenses of the past to the current iteration. Um, we we had a top, let's just say top five all time. So we're already starting out with an advantage, right? Right, like just 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 right there. We it's unfair, um, but the group of them together, the trio of Sean, Pete, and Drew was, I think, what elevated it to the next level. What, what made us really, really special is to have those three minds in, together in the same room creating chaos for defenses. I mean, that, that is, to me, one of the better groups that we've seen in a long time to work with one another to uh, uh, figure out the best ways to attack. Um, and, and so I do think it's very, very likely that Pete ends up some way or another on Sean's staff. Um, he's too talented. He's too good at X's and O's, um, and like you and I have both said, it, it's hard calling plays, not to say that he, he was terrible at it because, like I said, he, he was good at the end of the season. I mean, he got it figured out and dialed in, and, and sometimes it takes time. I mean, it wasn't like he had Drew Brees at quarterback. He had to learn – Derek, he had to figure out what was going on with the offensive line and why we couldn't protect him. Um, Because we saw once he got protection, he was pretty dang good. Right. (laughs) And I know know a lot of Saints fans don't want to hear that or a lot of Saints fans want to say he sucks. But if we can keep him protected and upright, we saw some of the damage that he could do, especially with the weapons that we have on the outside. So, again, I get it. I understand changes need to be made. Um, And and maybe Pete is a little too introverted for the modern player. Maybe he's not boisterous enough or or animated enough or have the type of energy and personality that is necessary to get in front of the room on a daily basis and demand excellence from all of the guys on that offense. Maybe he wasn't the right guy. Um, Time will tell. But I'm hoping that if that is the issue that they saw, they bring somebody in who is exactly the epitome of that, somebody who can come in and demand the room and be a very, very vocal and emotional leader for that group that I feel like at times needed one. Um, you know, it's, it's, the jury is going to be out, and, and it's going to be very, very critical. I know the fans are going to be critical, but it's going to be a, a situation where all the former players are critical, especially the ones that played in this offense under Pete, and we're going to be having our eyes on them to figure out if the person that they bring in is going to be good enough or not. The well, is still out on that, but yeah. I, I just think it's it's not as simple as "Hey, we fired the guy that, that whose whose fault it was for our shortcomings." I just I just don't agree that he's the sole reason that this team ended up nine and eight, missing the playoffs, and not winning a division that was very very winnable.
1: Yeah, and I, and I agree with Lance. One hundred percent there, and on a lot of things. Um, you know, one thing that my biggest complaint about Pete, my biggest complaint, you know, and, and there's there was play calling issues. You didn't didn't use play action enough. You needed to be better. You needed to be more creative. Whatever. My biggest issue with Pete is I just don't see him as a as a lead a leading man, right? I never saw him as a guy who could walk into that room and and you know like what well, somebody just isn't doing the work, right? Guys aren't opening their tablets till late in the week. Who's who's holding them accountable, right? Is it going to be the offensive coordinator? Is it going to be Pete Carmichael? You think that guy's—I don't even know if he's ever yelled in his life. I can't imagine. I can't envision it. Um, and so, like to me, that's when you're trying to make a change. I need a I need a commanding personality. I need someone who's going to walk into that room and, like Lance said, demand excellence out of everybody and mean it first of all, and have people respect that demand. Um, and so. I think that, that that more than anything else is what I look for in a new offensive coordinator. Now, you need guys who can check the other boxes too, but I think someone who can lead that group. Because as I've said, I've said this so many times, it's like I'm, I'm just banging a drum here, but the offensive coordinator on Dennis Allen's staff is going to be the head coach of the offense. It has to be the guy who leads that group. You know, we can put all the criticism we want. We can put all of the blame we want on Dennis Allen. At the end of the day, he is a defensive head coach. It has got to be the offensive coordinator who brings that group to water. You know, like you can can say everything you want. It's got to be that guy. And that's where I think probably that's why you moved on from Pete. But I agree with Lance in the sense that it wasn't all him. There was a lot more going on than just Pete Carmichael not being good enough as offensive coordinator. And I hope for the Saints' sake that they don't fool themselves into thinking, well, we replaced Pete. Everything else is fine. I think some of the other moves, you know, moving on from Cody Burns, whatever else you do, indicates that they don't see that as the case. But that's why this hire is hugely important. It's more than just. Getting a new guy in, getting a guy who who's an up and coming offensive coordinator, and we can talk about some of the names. Right, one thing that's become clear is the Saints have a lot of interest in the Sean McVay tree, which is probably smart. Right, like like you look at some of these offensive coordinators around the league and kind of how you come to them, how you get to the the point where it's like we want this guy as offensive coordinator. He's never done it before, but I want him as offensive coordinator. Why? Because I think he comes from a system of offense that you can win with. Like look at the Texans and Bobby Slowick, right? Why is he the offensive coordinator? Well, he was kind of an understudy of Kyle Shanahan. He's also, you know, Dumiko Ryan's also came from the 49ers, so they had a pre-existing relationship. But that's why you end up with a guy like Bobby Slowick, not because you 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 know him from the 49ers, but because Kyle Shanahan's system of offense is so effective and so so you know appreciated around the NFL that you bring in a piece of that offense and say, well, I want our offense to look like that. Right. And so I think there's, you know, Sean Payton was an example. Like Joe Lombardi is an offensive coordinator. Why? Because he was an understudy of Sean Payton, right? Like he's still with Sean in Denver. He hasn't been particularly successful as an offensive coordinator, but that's why. And so you look at some of the, the guys. So I think the three assistant coaches currently that the saints are looking at in terms of having asked for, permission to interview them. Dan, Dane, Dan Pitcher is the Bengals quarterbacks coach. Zach Robinson is the Rams quarterbacks coach. He's also their pass game coordinator. And then Shane Waldron, who is the Seahawks offensive coordinator. Now, all three of these guys have ties to Sean McVay, right? So uh, you're the only one who doesn't really have a direct connection is Dan Pitcher, but Zach Taylor was a Sean McVay guy. Zach Taylor, who is the coach of the Bengals, was the Rams quarterback's coach. And that, why do you end up as the head coach? Because the Bengals want to replicate the Sean McVay system of offense. So they go with the quarterback's coach who worked with Sean McVay. So, I mean, that's just kind of an extension of that. That's where that connection is. Uh, Zach Robinson is the Rams QB's coach and pass game coordinator. Obviously there's a Sean McVay connection there. And then Shane Waldron, who is the Seahawks offensive coordinator. He, did that job under Pete Carroll. The Seahawks moved on from Pete Carroll, so they're they're not blocking that move. So clearly they are ready to move on from Shane Waldron, but he was the Rams quarterback's coach prior to taking the job in Seattle. So I think that's where you look at it and you want to see more of that in your offense. And I and I and it makes sense because late in the year one of the things that helped unlock this offense was the Increased use of motion, increased use of play action, getting Derek Carr more comfortable, creating positive matchups in your favor so that you could attack downfield and having Derek Carr be able to hit them and identify them. Uh, that Having A.T. Perry obviously helped in that. Having Jawan Johnson be effective obviously helped in that. But I think that's kind of where you're looking at it. Now there will be other candidates. You know, Mickey was asked specifically about John Gruden. He wouldn't go into it. He was asked specifically about whether you look at internal candidates and and how they could go about it. I expect Ronald Curry will be in this discussion. Um, I expect John Gruden will be in this discussion if his lawsuit peters out the way I probably you probably would expect it to, um, and I think he will. But. I I also I, I expect it to be an outside hire. I expect the Saints to look outside of the organization because I think you just need to jumpstart things and I think you need some new blood in terms of offense that you haven't had. Right. Like one thing that drove me nuts is like you move on from Sean Payton. The idea, the idea that you were gonna just replicate Sean Payton's offense is so was so short sighted, you know, and I I understand why you thought you could do that with Pete. But clearly, that you know, you you could have seen after year one that that wasn't going to work, and you know, I think what saved Pete was the fact that Derek was on board with Pete, um, and and he was a big part of of recruiting Derek to New Orleans, and so you can but whatever you want to say for that. I mean, I, I get it to that extent, but you know, I, I just think this offense really needs to find a way to evolve. You know you don't have to you don't have to go back to the studs, right? You don't have to start from from scratch, but I do need you to evolve with the times, with the new NFL, with some of the changes on defense that have limited some of these uh passing concepts that that would have worked 5 years ago, right? Like defenses are operating differently and offenses have to adjust and the Saints rather than finding ways to do that and get younger and get innovative went with more of the same. And so I think this is kind of a, I don't want to say full blown effort to do that, but it is a at least on offense, it is a clear effort to do that. Um, the one other thing I'll talk about before we move on here: don't expect the Saints to rush to anything in this situation. Now, I've I've told you this before. The Saints view, and I asked Michael Loomis about this, and we'll we'll hear that answer in a second. You know, the Saints view patience as their strength. Right, the Saints view not overreacting, not not making knee-jerk firings and knee-jerk decisions as a positive trait of this organization. You know whether you believe that to be true is another story. But when you're trying to figure out, you know how quickly or slowly this team will go about this process, uh, it's an important fact to know. And so here is what Mickey had to say on that front in terms of the offensive coordinator search uh, when he was asked yesterday cars you know whatever profit coordinator you go with Derek's obviously got to be a big factor in that decision right like he's got
2: to be able to work with that like- well look, look, when when we make a hire when Dennis makes a hire certainly he's gonna make the hire that'll be that'll work for him but that's not that'll be our assessment that won't be I'm not be We're not going to ask him if you approve B or C right does that make sense
0: when you guys do hire the O.C., will the O.C. have input on some of the openings, like maybe guys that he would want to bring with him? How, how does that come yeah, out?
2: Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where that goes.
0: If you do, and again, things that are out there, I know you can't talk about coaches, but John Gruden's name keeps popping up. How much of it has to be, you know him as a person, but knowing the situation and what happened and how he feels about it, just from a news perspective... That yeah, can talk
2: about him here. Yeah, it's, it's a fair question, but I, I I don't really want to talk about any individual candidates for that role. Um, it, it's a fair question, but yeah, we'll answer that when when we hire.
0: How quickly do you expect that process to go? Is it is it one where you would like to take a little bit more time doing it, or is it I would think another <laughs> yeah. is it kind of a rapid approach. Or?
2: Yeah, I, I think look, one of the mistakes that our league in general makes is you know. We're in a rush and a race to hire people because we're afraid of, you know, someone else, you know, being us to the draw. I think that's a mistake. I think the most important thing is get the right guy in the right situation. Take your time. Make sure it's a thoughtful, planned decision. So we're going to we're going to we're going to go through the process and we're going to uh, make the right hire. Uh, we're not going to make the expedient hire. Just
1: about follow up on the, you know, the length of time, the process, the evaluations. Uh, you know, just because it gets asked a lot, why does it take as long as it does? So you view kind of being intentional about all that as a strength of of this kind of institution yeah. of taking your time. Yeah, I, I just
2: think that, that um, you know, any decision of this magnitude it just has to be a thoughtful, well-thought-out process, right? And you have to, you know, look, there's an obvious group of candidates, right? But there's another group of candidates that might not be quite so obvious, that we need to make sure that we take a look at and um, we'll do that. Have you always been that deliberate or is that something you learned? I'm pretty deliberate. I've always been deliberate. I think that was one of Sean's complaints about me occasionally is that I'm too deliberate and he's too impatient. So it was a good, it was a good match, right?
1: <laughs> every time, every time, uh, the, the gum drives me crazy. Um, but yeah. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, I can't disagree with the, with the notion that I think teams are a little too reactive in, in the modern NFL. I really do. I think that in so many instances, you have to be able to be patient, um, to have success long-term. Now you could argue that, You've already decided that this is a failed regime and you can move on. But when you're trying to figure out why the Saints are doing what they're doing, that part of it is is super important. They view it as a as a strength of the organization in terms of you're not just making hires to be the first team to make a hire because you think, well, this guy's gonna get snaked out from under us and and blah, blah, blah. Right. And 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 so I understand it. All that being said, you know he was asked if the offensive coordinator is going to have some say in the hiring of some of these other these other uh, position coaches, and you know he said that we'll see what happens. I sure hope they would. Like that's that's my only problem with this is you have to look at it. And and one thing that Mickey said that I thought was interesting is you know in the past this would be the defensive coordinator. You under, under with Sean Payton as the head coach. This process of hiring a defensive coordinator would become a much more drawn out process because that defensive coordinator has to kind of be the head coach of the defense. And that's why when it came down to it and you needed to hire a head coach, Dennis Allen's name rose up the list because he was in charge of half your team effectively. Now, obviously, Sean was in charge of everything, but at the end of the day, the defense fell to DA and that's why that hire was important and you know they've screwed it up before right there there's you know you got like Steve Spagnuolo and and Rob Ryan and all these failed defensive coordinators that just didn't get the job done and you kind of move on and you say okay this is this is the answer like we found the guy who can lead this defense and you know whether he can be the long-term head coach of the team that's you know we'll we'll see um but I understand that all that said. I think that until you knock that domino down, you're not going to be able to make a lot of these decisions. I know people asking Doug Marone, when is he get, I think the quote was, when is he going to get his walking papers? Like, I don't know. If the offensive coordinator and Doug Marone don't jive, I think that's it. I think that's when. right? Like, I think that's kind of where you're at. But I don't know how you can make those decisions until you have the offensive coordinator. Now, you can come up with a list of candidates, an interview, and whatever. But I, I think that's gonna be tough. And so I would like to see, you know, I don't I don't need to see a higher this week, right? Like the one thing that is obviously important to remember is the season's still going on. You know, there's there's you know, 25% of the NFL has a game to play this weekend. That's eight teams. You know, there are four games, that's eight teams, and these are eight generally well-run teams, or at least well-run enough to be in the divisional round of the playoffs. So you would imagine that several of these teams have some interesting candidates on them that you're not really able to talk to right now, or at least not in any tangible way that you could make any determinations on. So in that sense, you know, I, I don't think that there is any rush because there's there's going to be a lot that happens after this week, right? You know, once you get to the NFC championship game and the AFC championship game, that becomes a lot easier. And obviously the Super Bowl. But like, so I don't think that there's any rush to get things done this week, but I do think you have to start lining up interviews. You have to start having a pool of candidates. You have your A your A pool, your B pool, and you mesh them together at some point. And I need that to happen. And I need there to be a clear vision of what this offense is going to do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, I, you know, we got the senior bowl coming up. That's always a point in the off season that I think the Saints target as we want to be ready to scout a lot of these players because these are players that we're probably going to (laughs) draft because the Saints love to draft senior bowl players. And I think you would want to have your offensive coordinator in, maybe not in place, maybe not there at the senior bowl, but at least the idea of who it's going to be in place so you can scout players with that in mind. So that's kind of my target is the end of the month. I would like to see a, a concrete answer as to the plan for this offense. Now that's and that's and that's later than I think a lot of people would be making it, but but we'll we'll find out. You know, it's it's funny. It's it's every year at the senior bowl, it seems like we get some like big news. I know last year that that's what like that was when Sean got traded was out at the scene, not at the senior bowl, but during the senior bowl because everyone's reacting to it in the stands. Um, I think two years ago, Brian Flores sued the NFL. That was the big news that came out. There's like something that comes out at senior bowl. I don't know if it's something like getting everyone to these close proximity, maybe maybe greases the skids on some things but we'll find out either way you know i think we we went through a couple a couple names if i'm betting i'm betting mr outside hire ends up being the guy but we'll we'll find out and let's wrap up that segment again i'm jeff Nowak This is Inside black and gold we're gonna come back we're gonna do a quick mailbag again this is inside black and gold thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for hanging out and we'll be right back